Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch a bandit run. Welcome in, Three Dudes with a View. I'm dude number three, Delp Kennedy. I hope everybody out there had a great Memorial Day weekend and along the way took some time to remember those who lost their lives in service of this country. And that's what Memorial Day weekend is all about. Uh, those who lost their lives in whatever war, at whatever time. And uh, we owe a huge uh, debt of gratitude to it, it just still... Uh, it, I mean, it boggles my mind is not the right word. Uh, it disturbs me to think about my Uncle Jack Finney uh, leaving Glendale, Tennessee at the age of 18 in 1943, and then just a few months later being killed on the battlefields of France in September 1944. Uh, you know, he got a, he got a Purple Heart, folks. That's you know, we, we think about people who get the Medal of Honor and all this kind of stuff. He got a single Purple Heart. That's all he got. Young Private, just, uh, uh, you know, just cannon fodder. And um, my mother gave me that Purple Heart. All right, we're getting fixed now. My mother gave me that Purple Heart um, a couple, three years before she died to allow me to be the custodian of it going forward. And again, I've, as I've said several times on this show, my mother never forgave Franklin Roosevelt for, in her view, entangling the United States in an unnecessary foreign war where her brother got killed. Uh, so there we go, Memorial Day. Uh, I hope you had a great time. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is not here. We have not heard from him. He may not have survived being locked in with his five children for three days. Uh, we'll, we'll see. You know. um, dude number one, hey. Jim York, how you doing? Yep. Good morning, Del. Del. Yeah, I spent Look yesterday celebrating uh, people I know that went to Vietnam, three Marine Corps guys and three Navy guys. So. Earl Martin, James Augusta Davis, Henry Lott, the Marine Corps were actually hand-to-hand battle combat on the ground, doing things to preserve democracy. And then Flovio Hollins, Steve Cadditch, called them to remind them that I was glad that they made it, you know? Yeah, Mr. York, um, Vietnam, you know, World War II was, had its own... Uh, ethos and experience vietnam had its own ethos and experience they're all different um and <clears throat> i guess i could go off into my usual rant about uh i mean my mother thought world war ii was an unnecessary foreign war and the longer i look at it and look at it i i'm i've sort of come around to her point of view but 
clearly, clearly, though, uh, Vietnam was an improper and unnecessary foreign war. Uh, the uh, Iraq war was just pure and simple, an invasion of a foreign country that had done absolutely nothing to us. And uh, Afghanistan, as it turned out, should have been a, an extremely limited war, enough time to kill bin Laden and come home, and that's it. But it wasn't, and ended in the disaster that we saw Biden make of it at the end. So, anyway, it's all there. Uh, Ron Hart, Tuesday, we are there. How are you, Ron Hart? Native good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Ron. Favorite son of Columbia. Great to have you back in. How was your Memorial Day weekend? Everything's great. My dad was a Marine. My last, uh, I was a bit of a coward myself. My last uniform service was uh, Boy Scouts there, Troop 111 in Columbia. Well, there was, I mean, for people roughly our age, the Vietnam War was over. Uh, yeah. The military was in complete disarray. It was not a time yeah. when, you know, I mean, I yeah, was. They didn't call me. I didn't call them. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, that, that was a time in the 70s when the, the military was just not being run very well. And uh, <clears throat> nobody wanted to join. And it's not like when my son joined the Navy, we were very proud and optimistic that it was going to be a good experience for him, and it was. Clayton Harris, dude number two, what are you doing, man? Uh, just uh, making preparations for some uh, equipment uh, exchange uh, after the show. So we got to make a little change of the cord or two, and that's what we've been doing back there. You're back there with all those blinking lights. Huh? Correct. That's that's that's. Uh, we're we're going to disconnect one and reconnect another one as soon as the show's over. So we didn't want to mess mess with it during our show this morning. So. All right, man. Station manager Clayton Harris, also dude number two. Uh, Ron Hart, this week, you've, uh, you're right about uh, Elon Musk uh, and now how the he's no longer the, the darling of the left and expects the big guns to be unleashed on him. What what? Elon Musk is a fascinating character, to say the least. Yeah, he really is. He, you know, he basically comes out as a Republican. In 20 years, his reputation is unscathed by the left. They're buying his car. He's toast of the town. He comes out as Republican. All of a sudden, the sexual harassment, you know, sexual allegations come out against him. Uh, his yeah, it's, stock is it's just like you know, from, sexual yeah. harasser number three fifty-five. You're up. Yep, there we yeah, go. Your turn. Yeah, CNN. Uh, by the way, opens has open auditions for the, uh, the sexual harassment uh, victim of the next Supreme Court appointee by Republicans. So, if anybody wants to, you know, audition for that, I'd go ahead and do that right now. Get get on their radar. Uh, but, Fox um, News had to, had the whole on that. Fox News has a hold on accusers of Supreme Sex, Court sexual, justice. Sex, sexual harassment. They have a hold on now. Okay. Yeah, it's the only place that happened, Mr. York. You're exactly right. Did, did, um, didn't see CNN it. had no problem with Cuomo or another Cuomo brothers or Don Lemon. Or, or, or the guys spanking it there on the on the internet, on the on the Zoom call. Or IJLs had a unique way of promoting job did, emails for jobs. Did, didn't two CNN producers get in trouble for Messing with underage kids? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was Gets. That was actually Gets. No, no, that, that was Jeff CNN, Mr. York. Oh, okay. CNN. Your, 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 source of, your source of information. Gets, Gets was a congressman. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Your source of information, CNN. Fake news. CNN. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jeff Tubin got in trouble, but, you know, he has his favorite candidate. So you can no longer say, I'm pulling for you. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> 
Oh, it takes on a whole new meaning. Oh, words man. matter, Mister York. Words matter, so you got to care. It does. It does. That's why we need to shut Trump up. It, it matters. Hey, back to Trump. Back to Trump. <laughs> Unsolicited. He needs to shut up and go home. Y'all did. You shut him off of Twitter. His island. Go on his island. Go buy him an island. And he doesn't have an island. Jeffrey Epstein and all the Democrats have the island. Yeah, Raffensperger showed him what, what kind of man he was, though, didn't he? Well, Raffensperger, yeah. You watched 2,000 Meals yet, Mr. York? You watched 2,000 Meals yet? I don't watch that crazy stuff by uh, Denise. Dude's mm, been right-wing uh, back in the 80s. He's right-wing. Okay. All right. I, I, look, I like to look, look at rational information, not stuff that's so far right it's off the table. Well, just a quick reminder here, folks, that we do have an election coming up here in a few months. And just remember, when you go vote, was your life better off two or three years ago than it is today? Yeah. And I think of course, the majority of people are going to say no. You know, and what, what I love right now, and what Trump has done for the Republican Party and for... Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> He's given us backbone. It used to be. I, I backbone remember what backbone for what, Bill. I remember that. when backbone Don. For what? I remember when Don Lemon, you know, would actually get on TV and CNN and go, "Why haven't the Republicans caved yet?" And that used to be just the way it worked for Trump. The Republicans just caved. They always caved. They always, you know, the national press would start. The media would get after them, and then they just caved. And right now, the media is like a yapping dog, typically barking. Uh, we've got to have gun reform. We got to have gun control. We got to ban assault rifles, and uh, the, the, we, they call it on Mitch McConnell to compromise. Well, I will propose a compromise that would be supported by about a hundred percent of the country. Uh, first of all, what would what what would Republic, what would Democrats and the liberal media get? Okay, I would agree to a complete assault rifle ban. And I would agree to uh, a ban on high-capacity ma- magazines. But in exchange, a reasonable compromise would be a law that requires that anyone accused of first-degree murder uh, should be uh, tried and executed with, if found guilty within a year of the time they committed their act. That would be a reasonable compromise, and that would stop these crazy idiots from doing the junk they do. Stopping the crazy idiots, you start at the source at home. At home, now, they're yeah, just bad dogs. They need people killing. ignoring what's going on. They and need letting things killing. happen. But executing people's not going to solve it. Cutting people's hands off in other countries. There we go. There's something. the willingness of the Democratic Party and the media to compromise. No, that's, that's uh, you, you won't even a, come an inch. And, rash, it's just a rash solution. To a complex problem, Bill. Well, how far are you willing to come in my direction, Mr. York? You try to come with simple solutions, and there are complex problems. Ms. York, how far are you willing to come in my direction then? All right, I told you what I want. What are you willing to give me? I'm not going to execute people. That's against my my morals. Okay, then we've got nothing to talk about. We've we've tried to compromise. That's a a one-shot solution is typically what republicans come up with like like uh your boy Cruz. here here you know, is why we are headed toward a civil war folks i mean this 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 is this is i'm i'm willing to talk compromise uh, you know maybe uh, what are you willing to go 18 months maybe before they get tried to execute it i you know i mean are you willing to talk to me at all no and you, and you used to be an officer of the law try and execute everybody that's unreasonable everybody murderers 
anybody that murders somebody, try and execute somebody. I think, I think <laughs> Texas has a law that says if three people saw you do it on film or whatever, you get you, you got to be tried and executed within a certain period of time. So as everybody else is slowing it down, Texas is getting an express lane going. Well, but Texas, Texas is Texas still going to get a feel of federal court. It's going to take years, Ron, you know. Yeah. I mean, when it takes 30 years to execute somebody, that's not a deterrent. It's also almost cruel and unusual well, punishment. They what always we ought to have is a first step. Governor reprieves them. Yeah. The first step, Delk, is to have proper identification, not let people who are underage get assault weapons and but ban assault weapons. Mr. York, the other part to, of that you aren't is willing to, to come, deal with those issues. You aren't willing to come an inch, a half inch, or a quarter inch even in my that direction. wasn't underage, Mr. Not a bit. York. Not a bit. You said underage kids getting guns. Why you should know, I compromise with you? He couldn't buy a beer is what I'm talking about, Ron. At 21, you can buy a beer in, te- in, in I, I'd Texas. I'd be fine with 18, I think most of them be fine yes, with 21. Yes, he buy an assault weapon. We shouldn't have assault weapons on the street. It's just typical. Like I said, I was willing to make a deal on immigration. Let's build the wall, stop all immigration, and return grant amnesty to everybody who's already in the country. That's a yeah, reason Canada to compromise. Canada need to build a wall of, across the U.S. border to keep gun owners from taking guns up there. Democrats <laughs> and the media... And really, the Democrat, I mean, Pelosi and Schumer, if you just were to play them in isolation, they would be like a broadcast from the asylum. Uh, if the Democratic Party is an empty sack. If the came up with a reasonable solution to these complex problems, people would listen. But Mr. you come up Mr. with York, these far-right solutions. I, I, all right. I, you know, maybe that's. The right gets something, the left gets something. That's the way it works. You, you saw where Mr. Pelosi got a DUI over the weekend in his yeah. Porsche well, out yeah. in California. Would you be yeah, drunk if you were Pelosi. married to Nancy, married Nancy Pelosi? Pelosi for 40 years. <laughs> been married to Nancy Pelosi for 40 years. He went make to it a dinner off party. He's entitled all alcohol and get his hands on. <laughs> he, went to, he went to a dinner party. Driving his yeah. Porsche. For the people. Married, married to Nancy Pelosi for 40 years. He needs to get off with time served. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that. Nancy Pelosi is a strong woman, boys. Yeah. Y'all, y'all need to realize that. Her face is like a Picasso. <laughs> That's all right. She's affected. She's yeah, an effective legislator. Yeah, she's in. Yeah, she's affected. That's why she's been she's in that position touched. so long. I think she's touched. Yeah, she's right. she's affected with an age. Women. You just want her with an apron and a spoon and a hand, huh? No, a strong woman. Oh, I know what she'd she's be doing with job. it too. <laughs> any woman yeah. y'all cast a gate. Any strong yeah, woman Mistress y'all cast a gate. Mistress Pelosi. All right, let's take a break. Andy Rice, no. Candace Owens, no. Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorsales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up. Watch on Bandit Run. Welcome back in. Free news with a view after a long <clears throat> holiday weekend. I hope everybody had a pleasant one, uh, had some fun, grilled something. We did, and it was good. Uh, kept all three grandchildren all day yesterday, and that was fun, too. So there we go. Uh, dude number two, Clayton Harris, how are you? Doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. And I'm dude number three, Delk Kennedy. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude on Tuesday, favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. How are you, man? Are you there? Good morning. Good morning, all. All right. 
Excuse me. We're on Hard Tuesday. Now we've got a, a special guest today. <clears throat> We're trying to have all candidates on for any office. And Mr. Kip Carpenter is here with us today. He's running for constable. How are you, Mr. Carpenter? I'm good, Del. Thanks for having me today. And all the guys, I really appreciate it. And uh, enjoying the, watch you guys go at it. <laughs> there we go. Now, um, in which district are you? Where, where, are you, where do you live, Mr. Carpenter? I'm in District 7. Okay. Uh, district 7 is a very large district. Uh, it covers a big chunk of the county, actually. It goes uh, all the way out from, oh, Hamsphere, Pike, and a little bit to the uh, Mount Pleasant border, all the way back up Giles County line, and goes back up towards Dixon, comes back down. Seven, basically, is our dividing line, pretty much. A little bit of part of Theta, and then down into uh, Industrial Round and Industrial Road, where the sheriff's office is located. And that's pretty much the, the area there. So it's, it's quite quite big. The western end of the county? Yes, sir. And where do you hail from? Um, originally, I hailed from Florida. I okay. came here over 15 years ago. And uh, I had spent several years in uh, high-risk security and uh, security businesses, as well as I started my career. Uh, back in 1992, volunteering for the Sheriff's Department in Arcox Unit when I went to the academy. And uh, when I went into the private sector, um, I moved up to Orlando, and I served my time there on the streets of Orlando and did some dignitary work and that kind of thing and moved up here and decided I was going to retire out. And uh don't know if uh, one of them gentlemen would call like this, but I uh, opened up American Gunsmithing here in uh, Columbia, Tennessee, and did that for quite a few years and then decided to retire out uh, i was offered a teaching position with the sonorum desert institute or it's known as sdi uh, what attracted me to that was they do a lot of rehabilitation and a lot of schooling for veterans and you know a lot of vets came out of the war they just they could not have a career that was uh, around a lot of people and stuff do a lot of the pdsd uh, uh, issues and things like that so we kind of offered them a way to make a living and in the firearms industry and do that legitimate of course and that's pretty much what i've done and then uh five years ago i had a lot of people saying kip we'd really like you to run for constable and i said well you know let me think about this and about the same time i had some uh health issues start popping up and they had diagnosed me with stage four cancer so i decided then it's this would not be a good time obviously because i didn't know what the outcome would be and I started going through treatments and uh, just uh, came out of that, and God bless me, and I'm in remission now. I beat the cancer and uh, just taking it one day at a time, and I wanted to do something to give back to Murray County. Um, my clients that I had from the shop, as well as the people I just know in Murray County, I fell in love with Murray County from the day one, and um, thought I would go back to Florida when I retired, went down there and looked at it, and came right back because it was just it was just so crazy down there and the florida i grew up with was gone you know it was uh right the, the orange groves were replaced with housing developments and things of that nature so i came back where well, i said come back home and i came back home and uh brought my 89 year old mom with me now she loves it up here and always has and this is where she wanted to be as well so i've been there and back and i made the decision did a lot of praying about it and just felt like this is what I needed to do. I have the background for it. I have uh, talked to uh, Sheriff Rowland on a couple occasions there, had meetings with him as well as their district attorneys, uh, Mr. Cooper, as well as Caleb Bayless. And 
they are all very receptive to my ideas of what we're going to do in the office of constable and it's uh i think it'll be a really good positive change for murray county and i think it'll be uh something that that's going to benefit everybody in murray county and uh it's it's something i'm really looking forward to that i'm really dedicated to and uh, we want to make things better and we want to do things a lot different that's been done in the past and uh, but staying of course in all the bounds of the laws and the rules that come with constable coach mike lyle on the board you want to get in on that yeah i'm going to uh guess i'm going to show some of my ignorance here a little bit all right. but uh what is the difference in your office as constable from, say, the police or the sheriff's department? Well, you know, constables do have full powers to arrest. They do have – they can write tickets. They can deliver papers. They can do all these things. But the constable's office has always been more of a, in my opinion, kind of a backup for law enforcement. Okay, we can go out and do a lot of things, or what I intend to do is do a lot of things that – let the, the police officers concentrate on what they need to concentrate on. Let us take up the slack of what they don't need to necessarily concentrate on or too busy to do, such as if there's barking dog complaints, cows out in the road, trees falling down in, on the highway, or you know they just need to go help out with various law enforcement agents because they need an extra hand. They need people that they know is qualified that can do that and can back them up when they need that backup but not step in their toes or put their nose in the business that doesn't belong to that let the police do the police jobs let the sheriff's office do the sheriff's jobs and we just there as a backup role and to help them out much like an auxiliary officer would do but in a little bit different way and i also tend to do a lot of high patrols one thing that i'm very big on is is uh trying to cover as much as the county i have a, a schedule set up and i've been doing it actually in my campaign to show the people what it would look like and they really like it and that's just a high presence keeping an eye out on things doing patrols looking for the things that i'm trained in to look for and then relaying that to the appropriate offices to let them get involved and then handle the situations where they need to and assist them in any way that we can do that there you go now the the constable uh, Folks may not know much. Mike, I agree. Folks may not know much about what a constable is. Now, the pay is zero, right? Yes, sir. The pay, we have to provide all our vehicles, all of our equipment. You have to provide everything that you're going to do. We have to, you know, we do get training, okay, but I intend to I, to go above more training. I have a lot of training. I have several thousands of hours in that kind of training. And, uh, the sheriff even has been very gracious to offer training to let you try and help with them and you know it's it's a it's a really positive thing uh to do and i just uh i think it's time that that we need this more focus now because you know we, we have a lot of growth coming into the county now and we all know that and with this growth there's more people coming unfortunately budgets don't always allow the sheriff or the police department to, to keep hiring officers to to help cover this you know and and when you have officers out there that that are uh already super super busy i think it, it would be kind of good for them to to be able to step in the role and help them out the way we can and be a positive influence in that not a negative influence we all know we've heard of where constables have gotten in trouble in the past and stuff and i think that was lack of training and i think that was lack of um they didn't have a lot of experience in those kind of fields and that's something i would like to see changed as well okay there you go but yes to answer your original question we don't get paid 
We do have to provide everything. And now I will say that the constables do make some money with their office. I mean, I'll be upfront about it. They get paid uh, uh, to deliver papers. Yeah, process service. Yep, they can get like forty dollars paper for that. But they used to write. They used to get more uh, revenue with tickets. But there were some of them. That's where some of them got in trouble. They were kind of you know setting up speed traps and things like that. And so they reduced it down to a dollar. And it was the constables themselves that wanted that change. So that, I thought that was a very positive step forward. As well as uh, and when they make an arrest, they get a percentage of that through the system. But my office, I've totally run without donations. I haven't run on any support from anybody. I'm doing everything. I don't even have campaign managers. I don't have any of that stuff. It's just a very grassroots thing. I just believed in reaching out to the people and being there and showing them what we can do. And I think I've done that. Um, we've had a couple incidents where I've I've relayed some information to the sheriff's office, and it, it it helped out. And of course, with cows that get out and things like that, people have seen me do that. And uh, I think that the main thing is that I like people to know is I'm not going to take a penny from this office whatsoever. I'm doing this strictly for the people of Murray County and the residents to make things better and to have a positive influence. In fact, I've pledged to Sheriff Bucky Rowland as well as the district attorney that any money that this office that I have makes gets donated right to the Shop for Cop program for children. And, and every penny will go to that. I don't want a dime. There we go. All right, folks. Kip Carpenter. Miss York, you got something? Yeah, I was going to ask uh, Kip. In in lieu of you know all the stuff happening in in the police areas, yes sir. What is your personal liability? You don't get paid by the county, but no, you do functions for the county. So what is your per? What I'm like Mike. I don't know much about a constable. I see him run every now and then. What is your personal liability uh, as a constable? Well, the the county and the state requires that we be bonded for one thing. We have to carry a bond. But I actually um, am going a little further on that. I intend to carry a large insurance policy as well, law enforcement uh, insurance policy to protect myself liability-wise as well as the county and the the residents. Um, I don't want to bring any kind of a burden whatsoever to that. And it's really strictly on us. So, you know, that that is the one requirement that they do have. You have to be bonded, okay? And like I said, I'm going to carry a, a very large insurance policy as well. Well, I, I mean, quick question for you here, um, Ron Hart. How many uh, constables are there, and what is the cow to constable ratio in Columbia? Well, the, the constables for every district that we have, there's so a constable. 11 assigned. of them, I believe. Yes, sir. So that would be a total, I think, now of 11. And, um, you know, I think all of them are being run for as of to date i think there was one because we lost mr cox um i don't know if that one was filled yet but i had heard that there was one that was not going to be filled so i'm not sure if somebody has stepped up to run for that position or not but for every district that we have and uh and the commissioners that we have for every two commissioners there's one constable so that's the way it's set up right now okay Cal to constable ratio is what thousand to one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not really good with all those odds and stuff, but uh, 
Yeah. I, I tell you, I, I personally feel that some of our, our districts are so big that it, re, it really should be two constables per. But, you know, it's, it's it just depends on how proactive the constable wants to be. You know, some constables get the office, and I feel like they just want the badge and the title, and they don't really do a whole lot. And then you have other constables who really go out there and work and really are part of the community and try to do a lot. Uh, you find out throughout the state. And, uh, you know, I'm one of those constables that I want to be available 24-7 and also just be there, for, like I said, for the public. And even if it's something as minute as, hey, we had a crossing guard that's out today and we don't have nobody to watch kids, but you go down there and do it? Sure, I'll go do it, you know. Gotcha. So it's a volunteer police force headed by an official, essentially elected official. Yes, sir, pretty much. Yeah, Ron, I think I think constables are still uh, constitutional positions uh, under the under the Tennessee Constitution. Yes, they are. Yeah, so that's okay. cool. Yeah, there you go. All right, folks. Uh, Kip Carpenter, candidate for constable, seventh district, Murray County. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. I uh, thank you all for having me, and uh, I really appreciate being here. And to the people of murray county i hope that you know on election day everybody will turn out and vote and just remember i'm kip carpenter and i want to be your constable there you go folks let's take another break we'll come back <clears throat> okay This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Men, this is for you. Stop and listen. Every woman has a secret desire to have diamonds. I can say this because I am a woman. When I put on my ring or put on my earrings that my husband gave me, I feel special. Stop by Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia or Lewisburg. Let us help you find a special diamond just for her. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Barry Rankin is your hometown grocer right here at Food Lab in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. Will you be open on Monday? Yes, we will. Regular hours. Well, let's talk about the specials that start today. What you got? We have whole boneless ribeyes, seven ninety eight a pound. We have watermelons at five ninety nine each. Fresh chicken leg quarters, which are forty nine cents a pound. Should we talk about the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday specials? Okay, we have whole ribeyes for six dollars and forty nine cents a pound. We have a buy on a twin pack. 
Kingsford Chakra, which is two 12-pound bags for $10.99. The foam plates are $0.99 cents each. In the plastic cups, there are a 16-count package for two for $3. Chicken party wings, which is sold in a two-and-a-half-pound bag, which are five ninety-nine each. Oh. And those last items, like I say, are a Friday, Saturday, Sunday bag. So we'll be open seven days from 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., and that does include Monday also. Mary Rankin, have a great Memorial Day weekend and a great week there at Foodland. Thank you. You have a good day. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hot summer weather is approaching. Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch on bandit run. All right, we're back. Three dudes with a view, Tuesday edition. This is our first show of the week. Uh, Monday we've Took the day off, and are happy to be back with you. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How's it going? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. What's going on with the world? Ah, everything, Mr. York, it appears. And dude, uh, special guest dude on Tuesday, native favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. How are you, man? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. All right. Uh, Del. Yeah, what's going on with that indictment by that uh, federal indictment by Murray County officer? Uh, I'm not very familiar with it. I know he's been indicted for obstruction of justice. Uh, I think the allegations are that he falsified some uh, official uh, reports in regard to an incident at the jail, perhaps. Yeah, I noticed uh, that would have been your position if you'd have still been working. A U.S. assistant district attorney is prosecuting the case. Correct. I, yes, that was that's what I did. And um, uh, I know Clayton, you know more about this than I do. I, well, I, I know a little bit about it. Um, you know, I, I don't know the full details uh, of exactly. Uh, you know, I know what the accusations were prior to this indictment. And, um, you know, I guess my question, Delk, would be... Uh, what what were those accusations? Well, the, the, there, a deputy uh, had an inappropriate relationship with an inmate. A consensual or non-consensual? Uh, we're talking about a female inmate, right? Yes. Uh, during work hours. And then it came out that after she was released... They admitted that after the release, there was still a intimate relationship. 
is my understanding. Consensual or non-consensual, Consen- allegedly? Uh, c- consensual, allegedly. Okay. I, I believe that is the case. Um, not 100%. But it, here's my question, though, Del. Why, why would – how would the feds get involved with this? Obstruction of justice. And, and not the state. Um, yeah. I mean, that's my – I mean, how did it jump from state to fe- – I mean, what what, what – all right, folks, my knowledge of this is very limited, but yes, it does make sense to me as a former federal prosecutor if if sort of the rough outlines of what I understand on this are true. Uh, it's my understanding. You say it was a consensual relationship, so I whatever. It's my understanding, though, that there was a criminal investigation of some type. Maybe it wasn't a criminal investigation. There was an investigation of some type, and... Uh, Maybe perhaps he would involve in the district attorney's office. Maybe not. Maybe at the sheriff's office. At any rate, though, there was an investigation which found no wrongdoing. I don't think it found that there was – it found no wrongdoing whatsoever. And it appears to me, just from what I'm hearing, that that investigation relied upon these falsified – allegedly falsified documents prepared by – this deputy and that the folks doing the investigation didn't know they were falsified documents um at some point i guess it became became apparent that the documents were falsified and the feds were called in which makes sense to me and and the feds typically aren't going to bring a charge unless it's a slam dunk essentially would is that accurate Uh, Usually their cases are much more thoroughly prepared. Uh, they are discretionary prosecutors. If they they don't, you know, a, a district attorney is, you know, anytime there's an allegation, it's, I mean, they, they pretty much have to pursue it if it's got any credibility whatsoever. Uh, but a, a U.S. attorney's office is a discretionary prosecutor. If it's a good case and they want to take it, they'll do it. If it's not a good case, and they won't. Elk, I, I think I read in that article where it, it was alleged non-consensual. So I thought there was some non-consensual. And, and then he wrote a report that two of the supervisors, I think, said that he shouldn't write that report. And maybe they turned him in. I don't know. But uh, and I, and I think he's doing stuff that two supervisors didn't want him to do. I think Mr. York's correct. I, I, I believe that what happened inside the jail... Again, I believe I mean, I'm not, you know, but I, I believe he's right that it it was not consensual. So I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, folks, we really yeah, we, we don't know, but uh, no, I guess the main question, the, I mean, what what's been buzzing around the community apparently is there was a feeling that there was a cover up or whatever, and the, that's why the feds got involved. They didn't want the local to 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 investigate their own crimes. I guess. Well, I mean, that's. That's part of it, Ron. I mean, that that's the, the, the local process didn't work, and so the feds got involved. Um, and apparently the cover-up had been successful on a local level, and the feds uncovered it. So uh, that, that seems to be the case to me, and that's, that's fairly frequently what does happen. Um, not, not trying to shift gears here, though. Shift them, shift them, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift here real quick. <laughs> I did something with my family over the weekend that we have not done in at least three or four years. All right, Clayton, you and all five did what? We went to the movies. 
Oh. And we saw Top Gun. Top Gun, yes. And I'm telling you, when we pulled into the crossings in Spring Hill and we were turning on the road that takes you to the theater, the line of cars was at the stop sign all the way back up to the theater, a good mile. Uh, I couldn't believe it. We got there 45 minutes early and it was absolutely packed. And if you saw the, the, the numbers from the weekend, it was Tom Cruise. Uh, it was the first time any of his movies had made over $100 million. It broke every Memorial Day weekend record and broke all kinds of records since COVID has happened. And on top of it, it was a really, really good movie. Like Even, even the kids enjoyed it. It, it was a I, – I was shocked. Usually sequels aren't you know, the greatest things, but uh, whoever wrote this movie, and I think it was Tom Cruise, did a heck of a job. And the filming – uh, was just yeah. incredible. I'm told it's not it's not left wing biased or you know no, whatever. Not, it's pretty pretty down the middle and pro American. So that that that, that was the key thing, Ron. I think uh, yeah, it was pro American and it was something that people enjoyed seeing. It it, it, it was really good. Did you? And have- it paid the federal government quite a bit of money. I think something like eleven thousand dollars an hour for the use of those jets. Huh? Oh, quite a deal. In the filming, uh, they used IMAX cameras inside those planes. Um, it's it's a movie you need to see in a theater to do it justice. It, it, it truly is incredible. Is What's happening in all these theaters? I mean, they got how they stand afloat. These th- I mean, they're huge. They're huge footprints on these at the edge of these malls. I guess they're in bankruptcy or barely hanging on. I don't know what else you do with them. Well, well they I mean, tore the one down to- in Columbia. You think they're going to rebuild it? No. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, Rod, you may not know this. The uh, um, what's all uh, nuts? Um, um, what's their names who own the theater here for fifty years? The, the Vincents. The Vincents, of course. Yeah. I went to school. Yeah, with them. yeah, you, you did too, Ron. Um, yeah, I know Vince. Yeah, he's a good, good dude. Well, they they gave up in the middle of COVID and sold the theater, and the new owners demolished it. So Columbia now has yeah. We do not have a theater. You have to go to Spring Hill. They used to have the Sundown Theater out there, and I can't help but believe sneak, sneaking Greg Webb and Mike Bone in, in the theater in my trunk may have been a start of their demise. <laughs> yeah. That's not funny. Is the drive-in still open in Lewisburg? It is not. It's actually for sale. They actually made an announcement back in April that they had made the tough decision not to reopen this year, uh, but they would consider selling it at a reasonable price. So it is for sale. Oh, wow. Hmm. Things change. But, you know, I, something I did notice, uh, th- th- they had a lot of previews for a lot of other big movies that are going to be coming out this summer. One in particular is a movie uh, about Elvis. And it's my understanding that the family did not allow anyone to make a movie up until this point. Uh, and uh, the reviews from it are huge. And, and Tom Hanks plays uh, Elvis's manager, I believe, in the movie. I'm not sure. Colonel who- somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but... I mean, uh, just the reviews from the family and everybody else. They say it is a, it, it's a very, very good. Colonel, Colonel Tom Parker was that who it was? Ron? Tom Parker, yeah, yeah. Got a fifty percent cut of Elvis's business. He tell you, Elvis was a terrible businessman. You know, he made, he's like Michael Jackson. He makes more dead than alive. You know, and with the legacy and everything like that, they get over like a million and a half dollars in a checking account when he died. You know, instead of having invested or whatever. So his view was, you know, I, I waste all my money. If I need more money, I'll just sing another song. <laughs> 
Oh, Elvis. I, but uh, you say that you say he's dead, Ron. I I didn't think he was. I think he, no. He, I think it's the downhill part of Elvis toward the end where he's he was in those 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 jumpsuits doing judo chops on stage. That was a good sign. Things were heading south with the king. <laughs> now you can go visit Graceland, and we we had a couple of people. Uh, Joe Wiley works here at the station. Him and his wife went down uh, last week or the week before. Seventy seven dollars to go tour graceland now that's yeah that's that's pretty steep lisa marie she got yeah she got the message it's, it's uh it's actually owned by a group of people bought the rights to it or whatever these rights to, to these type of things like elvis are you know they're valuable because you don't have anybody to pay elvis is gone <laughs> he's not he's not drinking and doing amphetamines and stuff messing up your deal so you get all the all the money from the, his legacy without having to deal with him. So it's, it's usually a good business model. You know, I, I wasn't alive when Elvis was alive, but, you know, just people I've talked to, I mean, people are crazy about the guy. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, I mean he was the man. And, and when he died, people people were upset. I mean, it was. Oh, yeah. He keeps returning, too, Clayton. Every now and then, somebody say, he's showing up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they expand their franchise, Graceland. They got, you know, Graceland there in Memphis, and they got Euro Graceland, which I think is in, Euro Graceland is in Arkansas, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we lived out in Memphis for a couple of years, and once in a while, Lisa Marie, you know, all of a sudden this big limo would pull up to First Tennessee Bank, I guess, that she was doing business with. It'd be Lisa Marie, you know. <clears throat> Elvis, well, yeah. he's still living. Well, again, I think it's a good thing that people are wanting to get out. They're going back to the movies, and yes. and, and what was neat was before the uh, and Coach Dickinson, uh, who went and saw this movie last week. Uh, you know, he told me about this before I saw it. Uh, before the the movie film, Tom Cruise comes on screen and basically thanks everybody for being patient and coming out to the theater to experience the movie. Uh, because it has been, uh, you know, a tough two and a half, three years of people not being able to get out and do anything. And, yeah. And the the gates are open now because I'm telling you, I've not seen the movie theater that packed in many, many years. There we go. All right. We got to see Tom Cruise and uh, the new Top Gun. I'm going to talk real quickly. Unless, Mr. York, you have something you want to bring up. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think about uh, the priest that would not give nancy pelosi her communion and the pope promoting the guy that supported nancy pelosi and bypassing that particular priest i'm mr york i am not qualified to comment on the catholic church yeah well i was just saying that you know that that particular priest decided uh, that he wouldn't provide communion to joe biden or nancy pelosi because they support abortion or pro-life and the pope had asked them not to do that not not use the eucharist as a as a wedge and he promoted several others to cardinals around that particular priest you know mr york i'm an episcopalian and to me to deny communion to anyone who asked for it and accepts uh, Christianity accepts uh, Jesus uh, to deny communion to anyone for any reason. To me, is unchristian. Now, yeah, now, that's that's what the Pope's interpretation was too. You know, by the way. Yeah, I, I mean, 
So, I mean, I, you know. Um, I just thought that was interesting since one said, no, we're not going to provide. And then the Pope promotes people all around him well, because I, he didn't follow instructions. I, I think it, that's part of the divide of the Catholic Church that's happened since this Pope has has been in charge really i think i think i know a lot of i have a lot of catholic friends and some agree with the pope and some don't so yeah i, I mean well, that's, in any religion, that's in any religion though clay that's right that's yeah. exactly right yeah i mean so, I, i'm just catholicism is a little different uh and all the catholics you know uh I've known over the years have been wonderful people. Well, the Southern uh, Baptists are about to split up too. I mean, they have some issues too about transgender and, and all that stuff. There's a big divide going on there along with United Methodists, the faith I believe in. Yeah, I'm, and I don't, you know, again, I've got a lot of friends here Baptists, but I don't know that much about Baptists. I don't, you know. Um, I I see Christianity was interesting. That's all. This thought it was. Well, I, I see Christianity as a as an inclusive religion, and I don't really understand anybody who doesn't. Uh, so there we go. That's that's my speech on it. Tomorrow we'll be back, folks. There's several things I want to talk about. Uh, but Ron Hart, thanks for being with us, man. He may have already left us. I think Ron has checked out. Ron has left the building. Ron has left the building. He must have seen Elvis and went to get a picture. <laughs> All right, folks. He was we're driving that cop with a pol- with a traffic ticket again, you know, for his privileges. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, Mr. York. All right, tomorrow. Tomorrow, three days to be back. There's several things that we're still not getting around to. We'll do it. Have a great day, folks. Fading in the gray